2: Yeah, so actually just to start just quickly, there were two like injury scares. Um like uh in Ottawa, Carlo for a second it looked like Carlo wasn't good. Um and then against New Jersey, Grizzly took a shot in like the instep um on his foot and I don't know if it's just more because like it, the injury bug has like stayed away that I'm just like waiting for that like shoot to drop, but for a second um, When both of those guys kind of got off the ice slowly, I was a little bit nervous and made me think like, oh, okay, well these are two guys that have injury history. And um, it, it almost feels like, okay, when's it going to happen again? So that was just the thought that went through my head, both of those games.
1: Yeah. McAvoy actually um, was the uh, topic of the conversation tonight in New Jersey as well. And as uh, his hit on Nico East which, um, I, I I I didn't realize uh, that was even an, an issue until I saw some some chatter online. Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty clear that he shared turned at the last second. That's just a you know anybody who watches hockey understands that's what happened. So uh, no issue there for me. I mean, you don't want to see somebody get hurt, and that sucks. But like,
2: and they didn't call it a penalty because it no. wasn't one.
1: No I, mean, no, I mean you watch that you watch I mean you, that's on the player. You, like it, it's it's irresponsible on he part. It's like you can't you can't put yourself in that position. We've talked about it in the past with guys like Carlo on the Bruins and Bridgie just mentioned him a few minutes ago with the injury scare, but like you have to you have to you have to you have to look out for yourself out there and you gotta put yourself in positions um to be hit in a manner where you, you're not gonna be paralyzed or you know go into the boards, you know, neck first or you got to be smarter than that for he here. So, um, there was an he was kind of
2: he was also kind of like in a bent position as well, which put his face like closer to the dasher. Uh, um, so it was definitely a lot of it had to do, and how ugly it looked had to do with the fact that he kind of moved at the last second. Um, and then McAvoy got him again later and they called an interference penalty, but that wasn't like a no. that wasn't really anything either. Um, so yeah, um, I guess to further the Points about the defenseman McAvoy over the past two games had some good hits, but I, I actually thought that he struggled a little bit um, in coverage at times. He was on the ice for one of the goals, I believe, uh, against the Devils. Um, and th- yeah, it was the goal where um, it was actually too many men on the ice for the Devils, um, and. Kind of a weird situation. Puck ends up behind McAvoy and Lynn I think Lynn might have been on the ice for that as well. Um, senators,
0: I think I think you mean that oh senators. Like, yes, yeah. sorry.
2: Senators. they they blend together yeah. when they're this close together.
0: It's the same colours.
1: That hey, that's that's a good that's a good um reference, Bridget. Did that puck hit to break it? Like should that put gold not counted in the senators game? Was that was that not too many men
0: on the ice? Well
2: it was too many men on the ice for sure. They they had a I, few views of it.
0: I thought it was like, within the margin of error, because the NHL allows leeway if it's accidental touching of the puck, like, during a change. I kind of thought that was close enough where, like, he's just getting on the ice, the other guy's going off, and it comes up the boards and hits his skate. Like, I, I, I felt like that probably could have gone either way, because, yeah, he was on, like, a split second before the guy, the other guy came off, but... Also, like he, it's not like he was trying to play the puck.
2: No, but the, the problem for me is what you would argue if you're, you know, the Bruins, and or the argument for the too many men would be that they were all right there clumped up and all kind of caught, like, in the line of sight. And so the fact that all of them were in, like, the line of sight and kind of in that little grouping kind of could throw someone off when they have an extra guy out there. Um, they all all right along the boards, and that's where the play was. So – it was a little bit confusing, uh, and with with the extra guy out there.
1: Well, now so and that was a funky play, but you're right, Bridget. Like um, McAvoy was chasing to break it on that goal, and then you fast forward to tonight, and the only goal the Devils scored, uh, Lindholm Holman McAvoy with the pairing out there. And look, I think that was a good hockey play by the Devils. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get all of the Bruins for that goal against. Like sometimes ta- you know sometimes you just get scored against, and, and the other team you get a tip your cap to them. Um, you know, he, she went hard to the net. Uh, Zetterland had made a, made a strong play behind the net to get away from McAvoy and put it out in front. But you, you know he, they were out there against it. Uh, you know what could what could he have done better? Like I said, sometimes those plays happen. I, I think you, you know, probably take the body a little bit, but um, I'm not going to get yeah, on much of that one. Know,
0: right? You could say like, all right, one of Lindholm or Elmark maybe make a more you know more aggressively get your stick out there to try to break up that pass, but. I mean, it was also it was also it was a great pass. Like he he had about five inches to squeeze that through between their two sticks, and gets it not only through their sticks but right onto Esher's tape. Like
1: and a great finish too. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. you just get beat.
2: And, and One, by the way, by the way, like the the stats. If we're talking about Lindholm, because you know him being out on the ice for that goal, on the offensive side of things, he's been great. Like his points have just he's just been getting so many points, uh, since December 17th, he has seven points, uh, in a six game stretch. So he, I mean, he's been looking great and he assisted on both the goals, um, against New Jersey, including that Frederick one, where he just had a nice little drop pass kind of set that whole thing up. So offensively, uh, he definitely deserves credit for the way he's been playing over the last six games.
0: Yeah, and, and the last thing I want to highlight on, on defense ties into that because a lot of that recent stretch has come playing with Brandon Carlo. And, you know, we talked before about how we had some concerns about that pairing. Well, I think they've been a pretty good pairing. Um, they were together for, for one of the, the Bruins' goals tonight uh, where Carlo like gloves down a flip in the neutral zone, gets it up to, I think, think it was uh, Martian maybe anyways. Yeah, it was. It was Martian yeah, on the board. Yeah, Martian and then drops. Yeah, and then he drops it to Lindholm and Lindholm has a shot that Bergeron deflects in. So and they've been doing that quite a bit and, and Carlos has been a part of it where you can tell he's just making the simple first read like whoever's open, he's just getting it up to them and then Lindholm is free to join the rush and we've seen him do that all season pretty much no matter who he's been with, but now he's doing, you know, I think him and Carlo have kind of found some chemistry that allows Lindholm to not be restricted at all offensively. Like we thought at times he was when he was with Carlo earlier, they, they seem to be figuring it out. And I think like the numbers bear it out Um, They're now, they've been the Bruins second most common pairing this season and they're over 54% Corsi Bruins have outscored their opponents nine to four when they've been on the ice Uh, expected goals over 60%, like really solid numbers both in terms of actual goals and all the underlying stuff. So, um, you know, it seems like that, that pairing is working and, and might actually, you know, be a longer term solution. You know,
2: Scott, go into the analytics, always.
1: Hey, here's a here's a fun fun analytic fact. So Brandon Carlo is fourth in the Bruins and plus minus at, at, at plus 17. And Scott, you're shaking your head like you know who might be ahead of him. Do you know who number three is?
0: Uh, I'm going to guess Grizzly.
1: I got to double check this just because I, I want to make sure I'm not looking at penalty minutes here. But <laughs> I think it's Trent Frederick.
0: Oh Trent. yeah, yeah. Trent Frederick's five on five differential is absurd this season. Yeah.
1: He's plus eighteen. Yeah. He's he's only behind Bergeron, Lindholm, and that's it. And then it's Fred and then it's Frederick. And then it's Carlo. Wow, that's that's didn't expect that. Good for him. Um, but yeah, no, Carlo's been he's been really good. Uh like like you like you, you talked about, we we had conversations about reluctancy. I think I was probably more guilty than you two about that, but uh you know hand up hand up carlo carlo has been playing really really well especially kind of since that that time you know uh he he was he was revving back up don't forget he had that early season concussion and he has a history of that and we've talked about, about him in the past but he's been great um so uh and, and he's been very very he's been noticeable physically he's 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 separating guys from pucks, and uh, he's using his size, and uh, that's great to see from Carlo. And uh, Lindholm has been a beneficiary of that, too. I think some power play time has been helping him with the points, too. So, uh, Brian, are you getting attacked on? by
0: a pack of coyotes?
1: No, 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 just a couple of hyenas. I told them to quite that I told them we were recording, and they said, yeah, all right, no problem. And then there's these jackals or just these whatever. It's what it is.
0: Brian, Brian's recording with actual Florida Panthers. <laughs>
2: What is that? I,
1: I, I figured I figured Animal Kingdom was a good spot to record. So
2: <laughs> he's it's, in the he's in the hyena pen.
1: It's uh, all good. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on mute until until uh, <laughs> until I feed them some dinner. I'm gonna throw them some raw meat over the balcony here. You guys take over.
2: All right. So, um, I guess it's a good place to turn over to a little bit of a winter classic preview because, um, we're coming up against the new year here. We're not sure exactly what our recording schedule is going to be, especially cause Scott and I will be so busy, um, covering the winter classic. Um, the Bruins have a game Saturday, um, new year's Eve against Buffalo. Um, and then their next game is the winter classic on January 2nd, which is Monday. Uh, I guess to start, um, you know, the matchup is supposed to be at 2 PM against Pittsburgh. Um, And weather is looking a little bit weird, not very wintry, not very, you know, January in Boston, weather. it's going to be, um, at least actually good news is it looks like temperature has gone down slightly, but originally it was over 50 degrees was the expected um, temperature for game time for uh, the winter classic at Fenway. And uh, last I checked it's in the high forties. That's probably better. Um, But I think that the, the system they have to cool the ice is probably, um, you know, the technology is good enough where I think that might actually like mid forties would probably be, fine and would be i mean if you're a fan ideal you know not having to sit around in 30 degree weather or below you know below freezing weather and just enjoy a game at fenway um so it should be fine and also rain is uh gonna be in the forecast the two days before but it looks like a all sun in the forecast for that game um on january 2nd for the winter classic
0: well i think they'll hope that it's an overcast day uh, as as we learned in Tahoe, you don't you don't want all sun. Um,
2: but the difference is that Tahoe there was not in well a, yeah it was so not in a stadium it was yeah. outside and there was no like anything on either side to block the sun it was just the lake and the the scenery and they had to wait for the sun to get behind the mountain well the sun's really low in the sky this time of year in Boston and Fenway Park has high walls everybody knows that. Um, so hopefully there will be shade coming from the walls. Um, even if the sun is, you know, there's no overcast, there's no clouds in the sky. Um, I think that there's a good chance it's, it's fine at this point. I was more concerned earlier, um, like a few days ago when I saw that it was supposed to be like mid fifties. Um, but the forecast has changed. Uh, if it is, if it stays the way it is now, I think that's probably good. Um, and then we'll get that the game going radar right scheduled at 2 p.m but uh there's a just chance to, it just could to prepare have to wait. people
0: i think uh puck drop's gonna be more like two thirty. so
2: yeah oh yeah because it's if, a- if you're
0: tuning in don't expect the game to start right at 2
2: and by the way they get all sorts of music and uh, like they have what the black keys or uh, yeah um who
0: else? I, I like the black keys
2: um so what's funny was
1: scott are, so, you, singing, are you singing the national anthem?
0: Am oh, I yeah. singing the national anthem? Yeah, I
1: thought I heard that song. No. Is that, is that not true? No, no, no. I'll check my sources on that. I'm
0: doing. A, I'm doing. A take me out to the ball game later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Play ball. Um, but no, it, I think it's like it, what to expect for some of the other like logistics around it. Yes, the game's probably going to start later, and people were complaining about that. You know, when there's these national games. I think it's on TNT, right? Yes. Um, and so if you're looking for it, it'll be on TNT. Uh but they have music, and I remember when they were at Gillette, people were it was so cold that one. People were booing the musicians in the intermissions because they just wanted hockey to get back on and so they could go home and not freeze. So I think that the atmosphere should be a little bit more forgiving for um the performers. Uh, fans shouldn't be so agitated but that that game was it minnesota st louis that one was so cold i don't even know how anyone performed so i mean in terms of weather, if it's mid 40s and sunny that's good news for everyone
0: yeah and uh i think it's bell biv devoe actually doing the national anthem so you get your your boston flavor there um they announced today bobby Orr, johnny busick on hand for uh the ceremonial I don't know if it's puck drop or an opening pitch or some <laughs> yeah, sort of combination of both, pitch. but Jason Veritek and Tim Wakefield are involved as well. So
2: put them in net.
1: They're gonna they're gonna throw a puck into a goalies glove from the pitchers on well. <laughs> a little hybrid there. Um, you got any rumblings on what the Bruins uh attire theme might be? Walking in? we know they've done peaky blinders and they've gone eighties at Tahoe and they have to get up for those types of things.
2: It's got to be yeah, something we, more classic, right? It can't be, like, the funny, silly, like, eight, like 80s theme. Like, Fenway feels like it's, like, old-timey. So, like, I don't know. I feel like it might be more like
0: that. Yeah, we, we know they're doing something. So, my, McAvoy was actually asked about it during the uh, TNT pregame. He was their pregame interview. And they were trying to get, like, some sort of clue out of him. He just said, he said something along the lines of, like, it'll – it'll fit the event or something like that so that kind of got me thinking like i don't know maybe maybe baseball uniforms something like that not really sure or you know because it's fenway it could be like very old school theme was it Um, st
2: louis that did the the beach attire that they rolled up off the bus dressed like they were going to the beach and it was like 10 degrees out
1: I don't
0: uh, remember that, but... I, I know what you're I talking about. I forget
1: what team it was. It may have been yeah. St. Louis. It may have been, yeah. Although that wouldn't be too smart. They're going to catch pneumonia before puck drop, but um, yeah. Um, but no, I think the Winter Classic is going to be awesome. Um, they, they've, they've rendered out the, uh, the the model of what it's going to look like. It looks really cool. Um, what are you talking about
2: <laughs> I hear a cop car in the background, like... <laughs> Okay, Florida that? is being Florida right
1: now. <laughs> hey, Florida, not like the rest of us, right? Um, but yeah, so if I if I were going to the Winter Classic though this year, which uh, I'm not, because I'm at the Orlando Zoo right now, um, I would probably do. Um, I I I'd park my ass at Game On around 10 a.m., maybe even 9:30 if they let you in early enough. I'd get a nice nice stack of nachos, um, you know, a couple of waters, obviously. And uh, well, sure Brian, I'll, I'll
2: stop you right there because I'm pretty sure. Uh, W.E.I.'s sponsor is um Time Out Market. Time Out we'll Market. it will
0: be live there uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m.
2: So that's where, you, that's where you should get your food.
0: Yeah. F- which, first off, I'm not even saying this because they're a sponsor, but Time Out Market rocks. Like, that That's where awesome.
2: I took my I took my dad and my grandpa when I brought them to a game at Fenway for the Red Sox this summer. I I stopped there. I was like, they're gonna they're one of them's a picky eater. I'm like, he'll find something here. There's so many yeah. things. So yeah, we're we're gonna have a broadcast there. If I mean live from there, so people can also just stop by and you know watch the broadcast for a little bit if they want to. We have Ray Croft on. Um, so yeah, it's
0: gonna be Gresh, Razor, Millberry, and then I'm also stopping by at some point. I think around 1 p.m. but uh, i don't know are
2: you going to be a, on mic? yes where's my invite? i'm going to show up and grab that mic from you.
1: <laughs> healthy scratch. You, yeah, so like i was Brid, saying. Bridget got to be on the air yesterday. Got, i was got, on the air yesterday yeah.
2: but but still i was going to show up and i will sit down in someone's seat.
1: all right. so i guess i guess let me let me backtrack. so if i were if i were going i'd you know 10 a.m. i'd park my ass at uh Time market it. whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> is that what it's called Tive time market? market. Time yeah. Out market. there we go. um it'll be a good time wherever you guys decide to go whoever's going to the game dress warm have fun oh Um, and i
2: think the stanley cup's gonna be there and i've just been trying to figure out where it's gonna be because i want to touch the stanley cup so i have never done that before and i will sniff it out i will try to find it i know they're having like a village like the way that they did last time at gillette like they're ha- setting up like a winter classic village kind of where I know that the cup's supposed to be there for people to see. I'm not sure if take pictures with, um, and they haven't, we keep getting email updates of different things for like the media, but that's not been one that I've seen. So, um, I will find it.
1: Um, one last note I wanted to say before, before, uh, we, we, we go, is just, I'm just looking at the standings and, um, it's notable because this is the first time it feels like since the first week of the season where the Bruins are caught up in games played with everybody else. So if you want to like, kind of compare them to the other you know better teams in the league, that a good time to check it out because uh, Boston, Carolina, Toronto, Jersey, Pittsburgh, all thirty-five games played. Um, Washington, thirty-seven, uh, and you know so the Bruins are seven points clear of the, of Carolina in second place and, and nine points clear of Toronto. Um, so it's just it's just insane to think that they are 59 points, potentially 61 uh, after their Buffalo game. They could be at 61 points before, <laughs> before 2023 is just, it, that's completely insane. That like, who would have thought that it's, it's, it's bananas.
0: Yeah. And the one thing that like keeps jumping out at me every time I look at the standings too, is goal differential where you oh, see yeah. the Bruins at now plus 57 and second best in the league is Toronto at plus 30. Like they. Their goal differential is almost double any other team. It's, it is. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. So- and, and just to like also just looking at where, where Pittsburgh is, because that's who the Bruins playing and are playing in the Winter Classic. They're in eighth place, which is, you know, not bad. They're, they're third team in the Metro right now. Um, and the Bruins are 15 points ahead of them right now in the, um, in the standings. So, uh, they're just, they're ahead of, of most teams. Uh, The closest is Carolina still, but they're still ahead of Carolina by seven. So it's like they've been able to put a little bit of separation uh, because especially going back to what we talked about before, you know, their losses in the shootout. Well, those losses still come with points. Um, And some of those games, it felt like they, they really fought for that extra point, even though maybe they didn't deserve it. But they're taking points away from most games, and that's why they've just stayed at the top. I don't know. I don't remember the last date. Guys, that they weren't in first place. It's been that long that it's like I'd have to go back and check when the last time was that they weren't the top team. I mean,
1: they 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 got off to a what seven and one start. I mean, I would imagine they've probably been there since just about day one.
0: Yeah, like Like if at all, it it would have been. I think it is since day one because it would have been that Ottawa loss, but. I don't think anyone was ever actually ahead of them though. They might've been tied at one point. Mm. Um, which is insane. That's just yeah. insane.
1: I wonder what the, uh, I wonder what the, what the, the over under is for goals for the classic. Cause I, if, if you're betting, if you're a, a gambler out there, I, I would, I would probably tell you to take the over. I'm not sure what it is, but I anticipate some goals in this game between these two teams. Um,
2: well, think about the last game they played against each other was yeah. uh what was it? the Bruins were down like losing by four and then they came back and, and one ended up being like a was it six seven, five?
1: Seven six, I think.
2: Yeah, it was it was just an incredibly high scoring game.
1: Now, yeah, um, I mean kind of an anomaly defensively for the Bruins, right? But that
2: yeah, but- and goaltending there's a weird situation with goaltending where Swayman was in, then I mean Allmark was in, then Swayman was in, then Swayman got hurt, then Olmark came back in um so yeah it was a weird one but i i get your point for the for the take the over
0: and just to take a look at the penguins like it's been impressive the turnaround they've had since then because i remember thinking like at that time that was a team big because they just lost five straight before that game and then i was like oh okay but they're bouncing back against the bruins and then they choked that away and i was like man like that team might be done like how do you recover from that but they have and they've they've actually closed gained a lot of ground on new jersey um now i know the penguins just blew another game uh tonight as we're recording and ended up losing to detroit in overtime i think they They were winning
2: four to nothing
0: yeah they were winning four nothing and blew it lost in overtime but prior to that i think they were like seven one and two in their last 10 um new jersey's been going the opposite way they're two seven and one the last 10 um so pittsburgh has closed a lot of ground and very much looks like a playoff team uh you know wednesday night's blowing lead aside um but yeah it's definitely a good game for the nhl that's you know they probably couldn't have asked for, for a much better matchup um knock on wood you know all the stars are, are healthy right now everyone's yeah, got one see more the,
2: the commercial they were running with like swayman and crosby
0: yeah which i was like I, I get the premise of the commercial but uh, like I'm wondering when they recorded that you know like do they wish they had allmark in it instead now yeah. for...
2: I almost thought they recorded it like I, it almost looked like they weren't even in the same room together I don't think they were so that's why I'm like, I think they just picked two likable people. Like, okay, people like yeah. Swayman. He's well Slayman
1: Swayman was also the Bruins rep at player day in uh player media day before the season. So they definitely anticipated him being like one of the young star goaltenders this year. Uh yeah. I don't think he's played bad, but I don't think the league anticipated Allmark being the number one.
2: Yeah, but- and obviously it's gonna be I would assume like 90% chance Olmark is in net for that game.
0: Yeah, it seems to line up that way. They'll go go to Swayman Saturday against Buffalo, which we haven't even talked about that. There is actually one game between now and the Winter Classic, and
2: yeah, Matt and, and A on on New Year's Eve.
0: Yeah, and it's a game that that I think should actually be pretty interesting because Buffalo can score. Buffalo yeah. leads the league in offense. So the only team T. ahead of them Thompson. The road. They yeah, Tage Thompson is incredible. He's a nasty. Um And
2: they played Tyce Thompson tonight. His younger yeah. brother. So Tage went to UConn and was there when I was in school, and Tyce played for PC up until recently, and he just got what. He hasn't played many games in the NHL, but he played against the Bruins today.
0: Yeah. And so Buffalo's still still not great defensively. So um Bruins should be able to score that, you know, they've uh, their offense has slowed down a little bit, so that might be a good game to to get back on track and, and score some goals. And you might have to because Buffalo can can put some up and they're definitely gonna, you know, we think it'll be and They'll definitely test them.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Scott, that game is going to be a weird day for us. It's going to be a crazy day because Scott and I are going to go to the garden to cover the game. But I'm bringing like we're bringing hockey skates and like I'm bringing a winter jacket because right after the game, they're busting us over to to skate at Fenway. Uh, weather better hold out because it says rain right now, but I will skate if they let me in in a monsoon uh, because you can't really pass down that opportunity. But I got my skate sharpened today uh, and I'm ready to go.
0: As did I, yeah. I'm. We need we need the weather to hold out for sure. So we're gonna
2: take a nice skate pod picture, and I'm gonna make Scott be in a picture with me because he always he, he really hates the camera. He does not want to take pictures with me. He does not like when I take pictures and videos of him eating popcorn.
0: Well, I was gonna say, 99 <laughs> like percent of the pictures you take of me is when my mouth my face is stuffed with popcorn. They're not the. <laughs> Don't most always be stuffing quarter.
2: your face with popcorn, and maybe I wouldn't get so many. <laughs>
1: Scott, don't worry about it. I only made it the the, the background on my phone. It's no big deal. <laughs> but maybe you guys, you can, maybe you can you can, uh, you can crop me into that one, Bridget.
2: Okay, yeah, we'll Photoshop you in. We'll get we'll get a stand in, and uh, put your face on there.
1: Yeah, just don't use the just don't use the the nosebleed nosebleed picture. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, I am.
1: We'll keep that one offline. All right, um, <laughs> and then what? One- <laughs> And also one more note on the uh, on the Penguins. I'm just looking at this Crosby and Malkin. So Crosby, 43 points in 35 games. Malkin, 33 points in 35 games. So a bounce back year for Malkin, who has had injury issues. And so like just to you know acknowledge that they're still doing their thing at their at their ages. Um, you know, so Gensel and Malkin are both in uh, at 33 points. The Bruins' second score is Bergeron, I think, with like 29 or something like that. So. Uh, Pittsburgh's top guys. They can score. They have six guys with 20 or more points. So the Bruins will have to be uh be on that game defensively because Pittsburgh obviously is capable. Uh, hopefully, uh hopefully John John Henry's boys fall short. But um nonetheless, I think it'll be a great day at, at the park. I hope you guys have fun. Uh Bridge laughing over there. So I don't know what the hell she just did, but <laughs>
2: I sent you something. <laughs> right. uh,
1: it's probably it's probably it's probably at Scott's expense or my expense, which one? Both. Probably. Okay.
2: It's a beautiful Photoshop picture.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe we can post that on the on Twitter account. Do you guys have anything else before uh, before we go here?
0: No, I think I'm all good.
1: All right, good. Because there's, there's some more hyenas coming after right now. So I'm going <laughs> to have to log off here. So thank you all for listening. Um, enjoy your New Year's. Happy be, uh, be safe out there. Enjoy the Winter Classic. And we will talk to you all uh, next week.